What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze tonight, we have a very special guest, something different than what we normally do on the show. We have a jewelry designer on the show coming up. His name is Jonathan Izayev. I hope I said that correctly. We're going to be talking to him, and then we're going to be doing, you know, the Get Your Meds segment of the day. We're going to be talking about all ages. So we're going to be doing that in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Let's get it. Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the most of the crazy man, Vera. And I am with George the Dreamer Medina. Woo, that was rough. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. What up, Arelis? We are live. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, I What's up, Great Crush? What's up, ASAP? I'm running some things. Yes, yes, yes. If you haven't done so yet and you're watching this, please subscribe to the show. Hit the like button, comment below. That's right. We are, live. We are going to be talking to an indie creator. In this case, is a jewelry designer, Sam. This is different, bro. Up. That's what's this up. This is different. This is different. Moves, man. Switching, it's switching different. lanes. Switching you lanes. Know, it's, it's different, but the same, right? Because it's different because normally we have combo creators as indie artists, Word. but this is also an artist because he designs jewelry. Designs Word. jewelry. Like it's it's awesome. He's got an Etsy shop. Etsy uh, we're going to be talking to, to him about that, and he also has an Instagram, which I believe the links will be in the show notes. Uh, we do have a sponsor of the, the show, show notes. That's right. We're going to have a sponsor of the show today. We're going to be talking about Get Your Meds. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah. oh, least loves jewelry. So, let's get it popping, Sam. What's going on, dude? I feel like I haven't been on for him. Like, it's been a while, right? Yeah, been no. like forever? What's up, Grant and the, his ass? Well, um, Grant. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a minute. It's been. I was traveling yeah. for work, you know, so I was in Philly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was in on Pennsylvania, PA. Um, on the road again. Yeah, on the road again. Just you and me. We're on the road again. So you know, I'm back in the game, back in the in the in the saddle, getting my uh, right. my going on. Uh, big news, big news. I just I got off the phone this morning with um, Comics Wellspring. They just shipped out everything. So hopefully next week you'll all start getting all your stuff in the mail. So I'm excited about that. Your your Kickstarter rewards will be in the mail next week. Um, so that is fantastic. I've just been waiting on the books. Um, my price, my wife loves jewelry. So this is going to be a huge for me. Outstanding. And, uh, 
and with that said, you know, um, I'll start packing everything up this next week. And um, by the way, don't forget to sign up for the, the graphic novel launch. <laughs> you know me, I'm a publicist. I got to keep doing this. So um, sign up for the launch of the graphic novel. The landing page is active. Sign up today. Um, get the head start. This is for the volume, you know, number one, issues one through five. So um, it's, it's going to be popping. So uh, check that out when you get a chance. But uh, yeah, just been grinding, just grinding. You know, got some things brewing in the lab, brewing in the lab. I got your questions, buddy. I got your questions. I'll answer them um, um, sometime after this show. But thank you for the uh, questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for filling us in on that on that comment. We appreciate that. Keeping us in the loop. <laughs> you know, I noticed. I noticed you do this on, on live shows. I'm like, who's he talking to? Uh, fortunately, fortunately for me. Fortunately for me, I know. I know who you're you talking know. to. You're I the know. one who started the conversation. I, I know the questions. Hysterical questions, by the way. Big shout out to Paul Hayes yes, out of yes. uh, ASAP Imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then a uh, big shout out. I, you know, I'm heading over to, to PR, of Puerto Rico. Oh, I'm heading back, out back to, to the homeland, huh? To the homeland. Out there. Yes, uh, there's some special things that got brewing just for that convention and just for mi gente. So that's going to be dope. And um, so that, and I also have a big, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Texas convention in Waco, Texas coming up. So April's a big month. I have two conventions in April. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, no, it's going to be cool, man. I, I'm actually going to be in Boston the weekend after Puerto Rico. Uh, I will be in Boston at Wicked. Wicked calm. Be out there walking the floor, checking it out, meeting up some of my buddies in the industry. We're going to be talking. I'm going to be talking to a lot of uh, a lot of indies, obviously about the show, but also about Gig G I G Global Indie Group. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you sign up. Go to Gig Global Indie Group nice. and uh, sign up. If you're if you're an artist, if you're a creator, a writer, somebody who wants to get their comics off the ground, you don't know how, what what to do, how to do it, where to find your artists, your writers, or whatever. Go there. Uh, it's a nice community we started, and uh, find your way on there. Yeah, yeah. Get your get your books done. Get your books done. We have a bunch of stuff in there, man. We got we got editors, podcasts, all kinds of stuff in there. So yeah, check it out, globalindiegroup.com. There you go. Hit the drum again, wicked. Oh um, yeah, baby. Remember that? Yes, of course, of course. I'm an old I'm an old man, dude. I remember all that. All that. Okay. What happened? My group. Oh, see, so you're, you're you're glitching out. Am I glitching out? You think you're slick. (laughs) 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 You got to mute his mic. That's it. That's it. So George is uh, having some technical difficulties right now. Uh, (laughs) I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. There you go. I is back, bro. I is back. But anyway, Sam, so we got a fun show today, bro. We have a fun show today. We're going to have me some fun. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have me some fun. Uh, we're gonna be talking about a topic that's dear to, dear near and dear to both of us because yes. we do create uh, these kinds of books. And we're gonna be talking a little bit about you know just uh, target marketing and all that other fun stuff. You have a, an interesting uh, show up on uh, ep- episode up on the show for the crazy ten or less speaking yes. about digital marketing. That's up yes. right now. What's your digital um, marketing plan? That's right. So check check that out. Uh, we, you know, we're gonna be talking about that stuff because you know, as indie creators, we have to also remember that this is a business. As Been fun it. as it is to create Been comics, you gotta sell them, bad boys. And uh, nowadays, you know, we have the the means to be able to sell them ourselves without a middleman involved. Crowdfunding is one of them, uh, right. but there's also other ways to do so. So I think it's important that we know uh, what we need to do and how we need to 
how we get, how we reach our target audience. And so we're going to be talking about that in just a few minutes. But uh, before we do that, what else you got, Sam? What else you got? What, what other, what other info do we have? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate you. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, not only that, but if you haven't checked out and if you haven't gone to the Art of Samuel, check out my art channel. It's uh, moving on nicely. And the newest episode is creating comic strips uh, from script to illustration. This is part one of a series. So check it out. If you haven't gone to the art channel, subscribe today. Um, you know, I'm really excited with uh, this, the growth of the channel. So um, again, check it out. Back. I just got hit up. Kickstarter be hitting me up. Um, but um, yeah, back account. <laughs> Yes. Sorry, it's been a while since I watched the live show. I've been really busy. So good, you. Grant. So good, Grant. No worries, man. No worries. Big shout out to Grant Lankard, who's got a who's got a book called Beowulf. I believe issue number five is live on Kickstarter right now. And and he's also in Diamond. So big shout out to him. He's Diamonds are a girl's best friend. That's right. That's right. So big shout out to him. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you, you so much for coming on. We appreciate you coming on. Don't matter how how long you're away. It's always a good time when you come back. So let, let, let's do this. Uh, who else is in the chat? Who else? Who else is in there, Sam? I can't see the chat because, you know, I'm, I'm I I have limited. Uh, we got a Relish. We got Raincross Press. We got uh, ASAP Imagination. Paul. We got, you know, got a few people in the chat because some people right. watching in silence on Facebook. Say hello from Facebook if you're out there. Um, but yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're on Facebook, come on over to YouTube. You know, come on over. Come, come on over, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> This is part of the questions. <laughs> this is part of the questions. Part what are you sipping on, Sam? I am sipping. Uh, si this is bourbon. This is <laughs> it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show today. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it, it relaxes me. It relaxes me. Oh, I was in boy. traffic for an hour and 20 minutes, bro. I needed to relax. <laughs> I, I dropped more F-bombs on that roadway than anything. I was like, come on. Yeah, you, were, you, were an angry, you were an angry driver, bro. You were an angry Yo, driver. True story. True story. Jonathan and I were going wow. to, uh, what's that convention in, in, uh, in, in Long Island? It was the EternalCon? Eternal con, yeah, eternal con. Right? So we happen to, you know, we're leaving New Jersey. We're going towards the bridge, but every truck in the tri-state area is on that road, and they closed all the lanes but one on the, the George Washington Bridge. I dropped more F-bombs. I was slamming the thing. I was like, come on! And John does like this. Boy, <laughs> He's like, he's got a window. He's like, Sam's losing his mind. <laughs> oh man! Oh boy! Oh boy! I, I I can I can picture it. I can picture it. You guys are freaking nuts, no doubt, man. <laughs> ah, it's all good. It's all good, Grant. We we, we love to show love, bro. We love, That's love my to weakness. show love. Like, you know, don't don't you know? Road rage. But you know what? I never get out. I you know I never get out. You know because they never know if someone's out there. You know, going bro. To I, I saw I saw. So there was a guy on the road breaking out old school Christina Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Twenty minutes, Sam. I would love to fight everybody, dude. I was, I was, I was a spectator behind two cars that were zigzagging in front of each other. Oh. The guy behind gets out. He gets out. Some dude gets out. Goes to the freaking, goes to the to the minivan in front of him, and there was a woman. So he, so he had to back. He was like, "All right, all right, well, Mark, what you doing, blah, blah. He started going back to his car. She opened up her window. She's like, "Fuck." I mean, she's like, ah! and she's yelling back at him. There he is. There he goes. There he goes. I just Hit lost sponsors. Sponsor. 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 <laughs> losing nobody. Bro. You're drinking bourbon. Wait, how are you drinking bourbon and I'm the one cursing? That that's incredible. Um, anyway, anyway, yes, yes, road rage is real, bro. Road rage is real. But uh, no, be no, true, true story. You, my you buddy, gotta be careful, bro. You gotta be careful. A buddy of mine, 
somebody cut him off. So he wanted to get out the car and go and square up with this guy. So he goes to go punch the guy, and the guy had a knife to his stomach. And the oh, only reason why, and the only reason why the guy didn't follow through is because he saw Eddie's wife, who was pregnant, coming out the car crying. And Ooh. so he pulled back and he says, you need to go back in the car with your wife. That's what I'm saying. Don't get out the car. Don't ever get out the car. And don't chase. Don't chase. You know, you know, vent it. in silence. That's what I do. I vent in silence. <laughs> I said, but See, in Texas, I, I, everybody's got a Glock. So I'm like, nah, you know, you, you, I'm going to go keep going. I'm just going to keep going because everyone's got, you know, six shooter and they're ready to use it. No, it's true. It's true. You got to be careful. Out there. I mean, road rage is serious. I mean, listen, man, when I drive, I, I don't, you know, I don't get mad. I get even. I just, you know, you, 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 you're, you're behind me. I'm hitting the brakes. If you're close, too close to me, I'm hitting the brakes on you. Slow down. Slow down. That's what I do. I, I don't get mad. I just get even. Um, so, but yeah, you do have to be careful. Though. You do have to be careful. Sam Vents with a drink bourbon. That's right. That's it. This is what it is. what he does. This is what he does. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's it out. Thing. Yes. That's, that'd, be, that'd be nice. Well, well, anyway, so Sam, that's why, don't we, why, don't we, why don't we get a little, a little, a little sick with it? Why don't, we, why don't we do what we do around this time? Let's do this. All ages. Are you buying? What's up with that? Are you buying, dude? So oh, somebody tells you they have a book that's cheddar? all ages. What happened? That's the cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> so you see a book that says all ages, right on the shelf. You know they they're, they're promoting it as all ages. Are you going to buy that book? Are you are you opening up your wallet and say, oh, all ages? I got this. It's me. Are you doing it? That's me. <laughs> oh, that's on me, baby. That's, that's me. On me. Yo, if you look at my collection, it, it, it really is the art style that's gonna attract me. Um, and and then hopefully the story second. So I'm usually attract if it's if it's all ages and there's a specific look that I look for. Um, I have a big collection of all ages of books. Um, and uh, because that's just the stuff that I like to do. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm 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 different that way, you know. Um. But uh, if you look at my collection, I got everybody, everything from Ben Benders to um, um, what's his name, Jeff Smith, Bone. I have Calvin and Hobbes. I got the Peanuts. I got Garfield. You know, I got the Art of Ducktales. So you know, for me, I love all that stuff. Now, what if I told you that that's not all ages? What if I told you that those books actually have an age appropriation to them? They're not just they they're not an old ages before, book. Bro. They're not they're not old ages book. They are actually geared to a specific audience and a specific age group. Yeah, which is what I think, which is what I think why I think that old ages book, whenever you're promoting something as an old ages book, sometimes it doesn't do as well as you think it would. And right. I think the reason is is because all right, so I've read a quote on a Forbes article. Okay, the quote is oh, you uh, read. to get a strong to get a strong handle on a target audience. We need to identify the different types of buyers. Okay. Right. One of the best ways to make this happen is looking at who actually makes or influences the buying decision. Word. There you look at what their needs or problems are and what they're trying to achieve and how they can be successful and your budget has to deal with it. So in well, our case, for a second. In, in, in our case, in our uh -huh. case, the buyers and the people who make the decisions are the parents. Right? Yes. But if a parent sees a book that says all ages and they have a four-year-old, 
they're going to say, okay, it says all ages. Does that mean that it has themes that are that all ages can relate to? Maybe my four-year-old's a little too young for that. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. In the same way, if you have a 17-year-old and it says all ages, the parent may say, well, my kid is 17. I want him to read. That sounds like it's all ages. Then it means it's for kids also. Maybe too immature for him. He may not want it. I'm going to pass. But if you have an actual age attached to that product, then the parent knows exactly what, who, the, if they have a four-year-old, that's for my kid. Because it says, you know, two to, you know, four to whatever, eight or whatever it is, it's going to say. So I think that by calling a book all ages, we are doing a disservice to our product because the buyers, the influencers, the people who are going to make the decisions don't exactly know what that means. You Tell you me saying? why you want to go and make things so it. That's complicated. The that's, that's the bourbon, baby. <laughs> Sing it. Sing it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that we do need, we do need to, to break it down a little further. More Preach. than, say, all ages. You Speak know I mean? on it. Yeah, that's, I, I think that that is one of the issues. I, listen, I, I loved, and I told you this, I told you this uh, when we were, on, uh, we were on the phone one time, I was telling you, I had read, I had read uh, Cthulhu, right? And I, I enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed that book. I thought that, you know, it, it, there were a lot of twists and turns in the book. It was a fun read. And then I started thinking, okay, who would enjoy this? And that is, even though it's a duty book and you think, oh man, duties for kids, that one had themes that I felt like maybe teenagers would enjoy more so than say an eight-year-old because A, Cthulhu is, you know, it's a character that's, you know, it's not age appropriate for kids. And so that book is specific for an age group that if you target it, I feel like you get a lot more people kind of clamoring for it. Um, and I think it's something that you do at shows and we do at shows. We'll look at people uh, walking in, in, in the, in the, on the floor and we'll say, oh, that kid's got a, a little kid. Okay, this book is for that person. Or we'll see a teenager walk by. Oh, this book is for you, bud, come check it out. So we do it already. It's just when we put that label on a book that says all ages on it, it confuses the audience and they don't know exactly what they're getting or if they should pick it up. Right. So I had this at a con. One of uh, any one world books has art that appealed to a young, younger customer, but I spoke with the mother and said, flip through it first and make, that's what I, yeah, that's what I normally say. It's like yeah. when they say, is this um, good enough for my child? They said, that's for you to decide, you know, you know, check out the book. And, uh, and they usually want, they buy it for themselves because they think it's cool. And then they introduce it to the kids. That's right. That's right. You're not always going to be there to do that for the parent. So that's why if you have an age, they do it in, they do it in toys. You, if you buy a toy, it'll tell you what age group that toy is. The age and, group I, for the kids. and I think to answer um, your question, um, how do you decide? I think what you want to do is look at books like books that are similar to what you have in the market. And then, and then identify some of those themes that George was talking about. It's, um, you know, what's the theme of the, of the book, you know, um, what what books are out in the market now, and what age group are they targeting? And and you you would have to do an analysis in order to determine yeah, no, that. Absolutely, absolutely. There are. I mean, some people go as far as you know when you get with your editor and stuff like that. Sometimes your editor will be able to tell you, hey, you know what? Let, let's uh, let's test it. Let's see let's see who who would be interested in this book kind of thing. I mean, there's a lot that goes into deciding an age group for 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 children, yeah. especially if you. Especially if you say, for example, you want to approach a library for it about it or a school about it, you know, they, they're going to have to read the book and they have to decide, okay, this is good, going to be good for my third graders or my second graders. Or, 
yeah, now nah, we're gonna have to pass because this is this is for a seventh grade age group. And you think it's for kids, and you're like, wait a minute, I thought it was for kids. And they've decided, nah, you know what? Our kids are not gonna are not gonna. It's not part of shouldn't be part of our curriculum or whatever it is. Because that audience, the ch children, is very it's it's a very tough audience, man. And not not because the kids won't like it, but because the parents or the or the teachers or whoever it is, the gatekeepers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 they're the gatekeepers uh, for yeah, lack of a better word. Yeah, that, that's the yeah, that's why I feel like like for instance, four of the people who backed the Kickstarter were people I met at conventions, and they became fans of Duty. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like to build my audience, I'll I need to be out there more at cons. It's one of the biggest reasons why I want to do Puerto Rico Con. You know, um, because number one, I've never done a convention in Puerto Rico. This is a huge event. And it's an it's an audience that I can tap into and then hopefully um bring that along the ride. Uh so for me, I want to do at least seven to eight events this year. And then hopefully from those seven, eight events, 20 people um come along for the ride or whatever it is. So um, you know, I think and again, and they and it's up to them to decide. You know, it's like you pick up the book if you enjoy it and you think it's good enough for for whatever age group your your, your child falls under, you know, that's for you to decide. It's not for me to tell you who you should, you know, what you should do, but open it up and read it and then uh, make the decision, make the call. Um, and that's the safest way to, for anything. So um yeah, yeah, it's it's complicated, but you know, if you do an analysis, it's just like doing a marketing analysis, it's just like we're doing doing an analysis when you're trying to create a digital marketing strategy. Everything yeah. requires data and research. Yeah, part of part of also the way I, I approach it too is I look at okay, what's the age group of my characters within the book? So like Russ, for example, they're teenagers. So <laughs> right off the bat, I know that that's not something that a a, a five or a six year old is going to enjoy. This is eventually this is obviously going to be for a teenager. You know what I mean? Fourteen and over. That's who's going to that's who's going to want to read Russ. Yep. Uh, Fourteen and over or Wonder Duck, for example. You know, kids kids I would say between the ages of four and nine, four and ten, like. To me, that's the age group of the kids that are going to enjoy that book because of the themes in it. You know, there's nothing, there aren't any, any themes that are too serious. It's all action adventure. It's fun. So I do, I do try to keep in mind the age group that I'm writing for when I'm writing a story because it's important, especially if you're writing for kids because parents are very particular about what their kids read and I, rightly so, right? I mean, they don't want their kids influenced by things that, you know, they don't, they don't think that they should be influenced by. Parents so, just don't understand. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, no, I, I thought I thought that that was uh, that was something worth talking about. Just the, the label "all ages." I feel like it's something that maybe you know isn't the right way to, especially when you're doing a book about for kids and stuff like that. It's got to be a little more specific than "all ages." You got to break that down. You, you know what I mean? Break it down. I don't want nobody else to hear the sound. Remember that song? Inappropriate. <laughs> Inappropriate right now. <laughs> oh man. But yes, yes, that is the segment. Uh, get your meds. That's your get your meds segment. And in a minute, we're going to be bringing in our guest. Um, I'm going to hold on until he settles in. Um, uh, I know he's looking for a quiet spot. So once he settles in, we're going to bring in our guest. And we're going to talk about his fantastic jewelry business that he's got going on the way. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any questions, pop it in uh, until um, uh, we're ready to bring our guest in. But uh, yeah, um, I'm excited. So besides besides um, Kick It Con, Wicked Con, what else you got going on? Any other Wicked events? Con, Wicked uh, no, I don't have any other events right now. This year, I'm trying to go and, and scout, do a little scouting. 
uh, check out some of the conventions. I was over at a convention earlier this year uh, with Johnny Syphax, who I think is going to be rolling with you. Um, and uh, where was this? This was out in, uh, actually was in uh, Jersey, your old neck of the woods. Hi. And that was a fun show. Um, but, you know, again, I, I just want to do a little recon and check out some of the conventions that are going on. Oh. I do want to go. I do actually want to go to Texas, bro. I want to check that out. Um, yeah, I, I, I signed up for Baltimore Comic Con. I'm waiting. To oh, yeah. Baltimore was a good one, dude. Baltimore was a good one. Yeah, I signed up for that because everybody went there and, they, and everybody was talking about how it was popping. So, and Jolly Gazama was there. I was like, yo, man, I can't believe I missed yeah, him. Yeah. Can you imagine if he I shows think, up in VR? Yeah, no, I think I'm going to try to do a uh, drink. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a terrific on this year. I think that's in July. So, I'll, I'll be out at terrific con in Connecticut um, and do some of those, you know? like Yeah, I can't do that. Do fan Expo. Well, I'm on the waiting list for Fan Expo. I'm on the waiting list for Comic Palooza. I'm on the waiting list for Fan Expo. I'm, I'm on the waiting list for like every damn convention. For the, you know, for the it's, it's tough. It's tough when you're on those waiting lists because last minute they'd be like, all right, there's room for you. And by then it's like, oh, shoot, it's like a month away. Or that's, two, what, you know that what was, that's what Comic Palooza did to me last year. Yeah, two days before yeah. the event, they said, we have, a, we have an opening. You want it? I said, two days. Get out of here. All right. So yeah. I guess looks like he's ready. So we're going to run to a commercial break for one of our sponsors. And when we return, we're going to be talking about jewelry. Shout out to Rain Cross Press. Links will be in the summary at the end of this show. And welcome, 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 Jonathan. What's up? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Outstanding. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, so Jonathan, before we start talking about your fabulous designs, we want to know about you. So who are you? Where are you talking to us from? And uh, and let's start there. So hello, my name is Jonathan Ziaev. I'm talking to you from New York City in Manhattan. I'm a little running around finding a quiet spot. This is the best place I could find. My studio is <laughs> a little occupied right now. There's some cleanup and a little cluster, so I thought it'd be a better outside place here. So outstanding. Right so, awesome. were, so were you uh, born and raised in New York? I was born and raised in New York, then I moved to New Jersey, and then that's where I live currently. Just me with the family here. And then after this, hopefully go back to my studio and clean up. Outstanding, outstanding. Now, the studio you're talking about is the studio where you create all the jewelry that you have yep. on your Etsy store? Awesome, dude. Yep. Awesome. How long have you been doing this? A little over two years. I started in college, and then I started making it when COVID started. So I had more free time, so all my classes were online. And after that, I just started building, making design, uh, and learning from there. Outstanding. So, so let's go back first. You know, what was the what was the influence? How did you? What was it about jewelry making that uh, inspired you? So I love. As growing up, I always loved jewelry. I loved the diamonds, diamonds shine, how metal looks when it's polished, how it doesn't look when it's polished, like different finishes. And then I just 
grow, growing up, just worked with my hands. I was never like sit down in front of a computer person. Always had to do something with my hands. And then I was just looking around and then I found a jewelry program at NGCU. And that's when I learned it, picked up professionally and just kept on going from there. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. How, how do you go about like, I guess, you know, when, when we think about, and I'm thinking about this in the terms of, of comics and things of that nature, but this is, this is different, obviously. I guess my question is, what is the process of creating a, a piece of jewelry from like idea to like actually producing? So I do like a little, I have a sketchbook I have carried with me every single time I go out. If I have an idea, like I sketch it out like a little rough draft, and then I take it to my computer, I do CAD work, uh, and then I just make a little CAD models, print them out, I like them. I go back, like them, I send them to the uh, casting house, if I don't, I go back and fix it. But, like the process is not as complicated as people think it is. It's just like keen details and understanding what each part of the ring does or jewelry does. Wow. You know, uh, now, let's say, for example, you're creating a ring, right? Yep. You, you, you sketched out this ring. How do you decide the material that you yep. have rings? Be? Are you, is that the inspiration behind the creation of the ring? How do you, how do you determine yep. what material you're going to use? So when I work with just pure metal, I see what's affordable in the market today. Right now, sterling silver is the most affordable precious metal I could use or produce. And there's also brass, bronze I can make, but I want to post it on my social media, post it to sell. People, don't, in my opinion, don't really think that brass, bronze, like a professional type of view for jewelry, in my opinion, will have precious stones in there. So I do sterling silver. Always go with sterling silver first. I'm doing like a CAD rendering. I always do gold or platinum because in the jewel industry, that's what I see most jewelry is. Sometimes sterling silver, but gold and platinum are like the top metals people buy. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. So how do you source your materials? So I contact a bunch of vendors and they gave me a chance because being a small business, they have a little 50-50 with you because you don't, they don't know how you're going to make it, what you, what's your future like. So after talking to vendors, they gave me good prices, costs on the metal and the stones and I've kept working with them in contact with them and understand that I'm serious about this and have built a connection. So who does the cutting? Uh, the factory they have. They, I tell them the stones I want, the millimeter size, the, and color, and everything, and they send to me. I don't know if I want to say the company name. I don't want to get. get no, that's fine. Yeah, like no, no, that. no, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So, so, how, what tools do you use um, to for 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 the measurements and the dimensions? So right now I have a vernier caliper. It tells me how the mil jewelry is measured in millimeters. It's some. Usually, sometimes inches, but I don't really see it in inches that much. Basically, chains are measured in inches. But right now, just millimeters, like I said, bring your caliper I use. I carry that with me mostly 24 7 sometimes because people sometimes ask if they can make me ring. I'm like, sure, let's give me ring measurements or like how long is this, how big is that, and just go with me. Everywhere I go, I carry a little work box with me. And like, that's a true entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah, so we have we have a question from um our sponsor, Raincross Press. Do you have to test the jewelry for fragility or, or how it, it renders physically versus on CAD? Yes. Um, like I said, I make it in CAD, I do rendering. It looks completely different in person. I have a little printer at home, I print it out, and then I test it on my finger, I put in the stones. After like that, I 
and I printed again a more sturdy material. So first I printed out on wax, then I printed out on plastic, and then everything was perfect. I sent it to the casting house, they, and they sent me some nice, more detailed rendering so they had more proper equipment. And then I proved it, they sent it back to me in a couple of days. All right, so now uh, so the creation process is one thing, but yeah. marketing and promoting yourself is another. Yeah. So. Yeah. How did you determine how you were going to navigate and did someone have to make the introduction to the vendors or did you do it blindly on your own? Did you do research? Walk us through that process. Yeah. So I always been doing research 24 seven, like, and with contacting people and getting my name out there, basically all social media. Uh, I mean, people are telling me to do trade shows and all that, which I'm looking into it. So right now in my career, I can't afford to be in a trade show. So basically it's social media, thinking about doing a YouTube channel, like getting my name out there, and then probably go out and do trade shows. I go outside showing my jewelry and people ask and look at it. I feel like it's another way. And just talking to people in the jewelry industry and help them and help me get my name out there. Right. So now the, the next question is you just you, you you created your Etsy store and we're gonna pull it up in a second. But pricing is another factor, right? So how do you yeah. determine your pricing um, when you're designing your pieces so the, i usually the price depending on pricing how long it took me to work on it or i don't know what, i'm pretty sure you're going to show the one with the three stones that's what you showed for the introduction of this podcast that took roughly around three to four months just design and get all the materials for it hmm. so i really put time in the price and then i add the cost of the metal and stones and put into that price alone and that's how I think about the price. I don't have that much posted. I'm still working on other jewelry products, right. like chains and everything. So it's a whole process going on. So, know. yeah, it is. So uh, what, what was the inspiration behind this piece here? So I don't really like circle rings, even though that's a traditional way of looking at rings. I always thought, what kind of different shapes could go on jewelry? And for a ring, I thought a square. And then I made a square ring. People said, put stones on it. So I decided to do this ring and people loved it. They're like it's a nice piece, sturdy piece. And they just loved it. And people ask, um, how long does it take? How did you make it? Then I saw the process, they love it even more. And then they asked to wear it and I let them wear it. It's like a full, people love this ring out of all the rings I make. Because it's different, right? Yeah, that's good. Now, 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 did you design your boxes as well? Yes, I contacted a vendor. They have this box. I'm like, can it be a little more, what's more professional for uh, people who want to buy it? And it shows this with my logo on it. They offer two, three different colors: pink, teal, and blue. I chose blue for this picture because blue looks nice with jewelry, and then. I did. I put in the comments on the description. If you guys want another color box, let me know. But I feel like the blue is more looks better with the jewelry I present. And there's also black, but everyone does black. I don't want to be like every other jewelry jewelry store out there or jewelry vendor. So when you're picking your 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 stone types and color, what's what's the the inspiration behind the types and the colors that you're choosing? So for this one. It's supposed to resemble my siblings. I call it a three sibling ring. Uh, it has three stones. And my favorite color, color is blue, and that's one of the topaz, my favorite stone. 
I thought if I put all the stones together, my favorite stone with my favorite with my two sister siblings, that's a nice family homage to this piece for myself. For the green one, I'll, I love green. I love the color emerald and the stone emerald. So I decided to put that with the other piece. So I'm trying to mix it up to show like I could do to the customer as well that I have precious stones and non-precious stones. Right. Jonathan, do you, um, is this, like, can you custom make these rings? In other words, if somebody wants another, another stone, amethyst or something like that, can the person then contact you and say, hey, I love that ring. Don't like emeralds. Can you throw an like, amethyst uh, stone in there? Can you do that? 100% I could do that. I, I'm trying to create more rings like that. So I could do CAD renderings, but they don't show that good detail. Mm, yeah. So I'm trying to find a way to show all the stones I can offer in the rings and all that. I just made two other ones with black onyx and um, the same color blue stone. Yeah. And all that. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. What's, what's your turnaround time uh, on the rings when they're custom made like so, that? I like to go as soon I have the file. When I make the file, I make it all different ring sizes. So I have it ready to go to the casting house. And the turnaround time is like around three weeks, two to three weeks. Wow. Okay. That's nice. Now that, so that, I, that piece right there, tell us about the inspiration behind that. Yeah. So this is my, this is my cousin. She asked me to make like a whole hand piece for herself. Wow. And then she, I don't know the detail behind this piece. She told me, I don't know what to say because it probably might be well copyrighted the show. Right. But uh, she came up to me like, I love this piece. I like you to make it. Can you make it? I'm like, 100%. And we sat down, do a bunch of designs and what she liked. I made it a little longer to make it look more comfortable for her, but she wanted it like that. And then we just kept on going from there. That's great, man. That's great. I was actually going to ask you about inspiration. Like, what inspires you, dude? Like, I know you're sitting in, in, a, in, a, in a place here doing a podcast. Is it is it possible that maybe even when you get off this podcast, you have your sketchbook and you may be sketching something else? Like, what inspires you? So, I look for inspiration everywhere. I see what other people have on their, their body, like with their hands, the chains, the earrings, and everything. And then I look at the environment around us. So, right now I'm in New York City. I look at the buildings. I'm like, how can I incorporate that to jewelry? What's cool. other around me? And then I'm like, okay, how can I add my own twist to it that no one's seen before? And then one step leads to another, you get some feedback, goes to another step, and then I have a full a piece lined up and everything That's like cool. that. So this picture, did you do a show? You had, you had like some yeah. kind of a, so, yeah. So during my college, we had, in order to graduate in the art program, you have to have your own DFA show. And this is my DFA show. The piece you showed before with a shark, those colored rings. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. like my, my fossil collection I made. It's that old uh, fossil stones with mammoth, megalodon, and uh, dinosaur bone mm. and all that. So basically, in two years, you produced a lot of content. Yes. I have. A, I produced a bunch of other content that I didn't show up. I didn't like how it looked. I always keep for perf perfection everything I do. If I don't like it, I don't post it or try showing it up because I don't like it and I don't want other people to see it and then get probably negative or positive feedback. For me, right. I'm very crit I critique myself the hardest. I feel like one flaw, I don't post it. Anyone told me post it, post it. I'm like, I don't like it. I'm very like 
key in a detail like that. <laughs> oh man, nah, nah, this is amazing, man. Good stuff. Bro. Yeah. I love all that stuff. So what's what's the what's the uh, the long game for you? So the long game for me is get my name out there, create get the piece that I'm working on now ready to be posted to the public. Get, uh, market myself on social media, or YouTube channel, and then probably build up my area, my studio, and get more people to help me work out and get um, build a team around me to get uh, my business being a small business or a well-known company brand and then be professional jewelry store and then work my way up and up and up. So what were the three biggest things that you've learned so far throughout this process? Uh, marketing is key. Contact with the customers and understand that what the stone is, the metal is, how the process is like, and just good customer feedback and, and understanding that some customers don't know or how it looks like on the finger and how can they see it from their end. For example, if a customer reaches to me from the other side of the world, I can send them a print out a version of their ring and let them see how it looks. Right. We have a comment from, um, well, from Ace of Imagination, Jonathan, you're a creative genius. These are stunning. Thank you so much. So yeah, uh, the flip side to that question, right? Um, so what, did it, what are some lessons that you learned that you wish you would have known before you started? Do a lot more research. Don't think that you know everything from doing a little research. Talk to people in the industry and just don't think that you're the best for knowing a little bit about it. Because when I first started, I'm like, I watch a video, I'm like, yeah, I already know what to do everything. I'm ready to go. And then I'm like, I talked to someone, and they just said, don't think yourself like that. Just don't learn, learn, learn. Don't think that you know everything because 100% sure you do not. So just keep expanding and learn. And don't be afraid to ask stupid questions that people might think are stupid in the field. This is your time to ask those questions. Absolutely. That's a good. That's a great. That's a great statement because what you said earlier was that you, you said I got this. So what gave you the courage to say to 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 say you know what, I need to go and get feedback. Yeah. So I was watching, uh, learning from YouTube videos and channels in the jewelry field, and then I showed the someone and they showed me you could do this. I'm like 100 percent, yeah. And they said okay, they tried to prove, prove me wrong. And then I did it, and they did something wrong. I'm like, oh, I overstepped on myself. And then they, then they sat down and told me, take your time, do research, don't be afraid to read books, study and understand, because when people start to field and get into it, they're afraid to do like more background research and understanding what to do in the field. And just contact people and understand that, hey, you're not the best, you're still a beginner, don't hold yourself to the best, even though you did a little research, and then just study and learn. Jonathan, what's your favorite? What's your favorite piece to design? Is it, is it is it chains? Is it rings? Is it bracelets? Like what? What is your? For, it looks like it's rings, but do you have yeah. other things? That, yeah. Yeah. So right now I have two chains ready to go. I first have to make it myself to see how I like it, then I'll post it, and then right now I'm working on chains and pendants. Rings, I have, oh, I want to say three more rings on the side that I haven't posted yet because I'm still setting the stones into it. Mm -hmm. And from there, go 
from looking to earrings to pendants, uh, like brooches. I don't right. have my ears pierced, so I can't really, I don't know anyone who has ears pierced who are willing to try my jewelry for like an mm -hmm. experienced amount of time. So I'm looking to find a way to do that. My process is like creating pieces that I could test myself out before I send it to the public. So right now yeah. chains and rings are the top two. Yeah. So how many pieces don't make the cut? Right now I have three to four pieces that did not make the cut. And mm -hmm. it's a little disappointing because I spent time on it, but like at the end of the day, that's sort of, that's what it is. If you don't mind me asking, what, what made them fail? What was it that didn't make them make the cut? I wore it. It didn't seem practical. Like it bumped it into the environment around you. It's too big, too small. It might interfere with the other fingers they're wearing. It might scratch a person's neck and all that. Mm. They might get caught in something. So, and then uh, is it easy to get cleaned up or polished when it gets scratched? Because yeah. when I make it, I like to, I polish it myself and send it to the customer. And the customer wears it for a month, gets scratched in a small little spot, and they, if someone can't clean it, then they're going to have a scratch. And gotcha. So, Jonathan, as, as a consumer, let's say, for example, I go on your Etsy store, I order, I order a ring, I think I know my ring size, I get the ring, it doesn't fit my finger. What are some of your policies, like return policies or... You, can you read size the ring? What are some of those uh, policies that you have uh, for your yeah. jewelry? So with ring sizings and ring, with the wrong ring size, uh, they can send them back to me or send me a quick message or phone number. Uh, call to have my phone number there too and we could work things out. Uh, they live close by to me. They could come drop off the ring and we could schedule it, schedule a meeting and go over it. If they live across the world, they can send the ring back. I'll happily take it back. Take mm -hmm. the stones out, put them to order them a new ring, and set it. I, I feel like I want to have a good connection with the customer. Understand like what they say to me is important, and I listen to them, and understand that I'm not one of those jewelers who just say no, can't send it back. You deal with it, yours. If you don't right. like it, or you see something wrong with it, send it back. I'll happily work with you. If you want your money back, I'll happily send your money back. I'll awesome. ask for a good feedback when they yeah. when they buy it. Yeah. That's all I ask for. That's important. How long have you had your, your Etsy store now? Two, two years, I think, Sam? So I, two or three years? I opened it up around August 6th, I believe so. And I haven't been posting, giving that much attention as I should. I'm more making designs so I could post onto there. Yeah, like yeah. I said before, I made designs that I didn't like, they make the cut. So now I'm just working on other designs and understanding like business size with vendors and finding the tools and environment to help the jewelry process better. Awesome, dude. Yeah, so what's one good. thing you want? So people are, are seeing you on this episode. What's one thing you want people to know about you and your designs? Um, also, I'm a dedicated person to the jewelry field. I very help, really want to work with people and understand that if you have a comment or question about jewelry, you can always reach out to me even though you're not going to buy any of my pieces. If you have a question, want to know anything about the jewelry field or industry, let me know. My phone number and email is on my Etsy page. I'm always there to ask, answer people questions. And with designs, if you have any designs that you like to make custom made, I'll happily make it for you. If you have any comment about the design, I'll happily listen and change it and understand where you're coming from from a customer and outside you who has to see my pieces. Yeah. Uh, I got another question. It says, would you consider designing custom wedding rings? Yes, I will, 100%. 
Outstanding. Outstanding. So this is your elevator pitch, right? You got a captivated audience. I'm going to give you the screen, you know, and um, the mic is yours. Go for it. So my name is Jonathan Zayev. I'm an uh, owner of a small business called Zayev LLC. Uh, let me look at my designs. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, let me, help me understand and help my business grow to become one of the best companies in the world. And just want to let you know, each piece of here are handmade by me. And so, so I lost the words right now. <laughs> uh, You're doing fine. Yeah. Just everything's made by me and one man show help me grow, understand, and help me, help me create my dream and understand that jewelry is not just a piece you can wear, it's first you resemble yourself and how you experience, experience, awesome. how you experience yourself in the world. I'm so sorry. It's all right, don't worry. Nah, I'm, a little, I'm a little nervous right now. It's my first podcast ever. Show. That's it. Listen, it's all good, brother. It's all good. Listen, yeah. Your jewelry's doing the talking for you. You have yeah. beautiful stuff, bro. Yeah. And and I, I we wish you much much success. We appreciate you coming on, and I know it's yeah, tough when right. when you you can't be in your studio in your own environment. Yeah. You have like things going on around you, so it's all good, brother. I appreciate you letting me come here and talk about it. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what we're all about, you know. Thank you for even yeah. reaching out to us. That's what we're all about, you know. It's about the entrepreneur, the creative. Um, you know, it's about the independent. So, yeah. uh, you know, um, you're always welcome back. Just hit us up, you know, and uh, we wish you a lot of success. Your quality is great. Your, your work, your designs are great. We, you know, you're going to have a, a bright career ahead of you, um, you know. So, hey, the butterflies mean you care. And you know what? Yeah. And it shows and it shows in your messaging. So congratulations, brother. Thank you so much. You got it. You got Thanks it, again. And, uh, we'll, catch, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Catch up soon. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. You too. Peace. Later, bud. So there it is. Check out the links are in the chat. Check out his jewelry. You know, the brother's doing his thing. Um, you know, yeah. and uh, great messaging. I love the fact that he learned the fact about humbling himself and reaching out and asking for help and guidance and seeking, you know, getting guidance for the guys who actually walked the walk the walk and have the experience and knowledge. I think that's what happens sometimes when you, when you're young, you think, you know, you're you're Rambo. And you think you can do everything. I was that way, you know, when I started with crazy comics, like, ah, right. And then we learn, right. So, um, you know, great, great that the, he learned it early on in the beginning of his career. Um, and I think he's going to have a long, long promising career. Yeah, man. looks good. Yeah. He, he's, he, he's amazing, man. That was cool. Give me some for my son for his wedding. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Dave. Appreciate Thanks. that. man. Yeah. And then, and, and big shout out to, uh, to our sponsor today. Beautiful video. That yeah. was very well done. Very well done. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show, my man. Can't yes. wait to uh, do more work. I'm actually, I'm very excited about working with some of the guys at uh, ASAP Imagination, Paul and the guys over there and the gals. I'm looking forward to doing some writing over there, which I'm going to be doing uh, for books that are coming down. But yeah, big, big shout out to Jonathan. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Big shout out to you. And for every, anybody interested uh, in jewelry, just like Dave was, uh, go ahead and hit the links. In the show notes, check it out. His Etsy store is on there. His Instagram page is on there. Hit him up. He's obviously very accessible. Hit him up. Let him know what you're looking for. He customizes the rings for you. It sounds like a great deal. Uh, but yeah, nice. no, that's awesome stuff. Awesome and stuff. if you're watching this because you're a jewelry designer and and it showed up on your social feed, you're like, what's this about? 
and you want to promote your stuff, hit us up. If you're creative in any field, if you're an independent and you're making your own way through this big world, this treacherous, dangerous world, um, hit us up, you know, and let's talk about what you do and let's give you, uh, let's give you some love. And that's what we do here up in, in Cast the Crazy. That's why I got the red on, right? You know, gotta show the love. Amore. And uh, <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pot. You better, <laughs> you better start practicing your Spanish from Puerto Rico, bro. You know, make us proud of you. Like, oh, I know is aquí yo quiero trago. Oh, you barely know that. Oh, Jesus! Wow, wow! Amazing! Oh, yes. That was my grandma. My grandma. That was my grandma. Wow. She used to chase me around with her. She would take out her teeth, her falsies, and chase me around the house. <laughs> wow, I see where you get it from. I feel like that's something you totally do if you get older. You see, chase your wife around. That's the chase your wife around with your teeth. <laughs> oh, poor Des. <laughs> anyway, oh, good show, man. Good show. Thank you so much for everyone who's tuning in today. Again. You know, sign up uh, if you haven't done so yet. Sign up to the page, right to the uh, to the landing page for. There's nearly much for it. Five. Yes, yeah, sign up to the landing page. It is live, and all you Kickstarter folks, your your rewards are going out next week. You should start getting them. Look for those packages. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. And uh, so I'm excited. You don't understand what I went through trying to get my books. I was like, yo, I ordered these in December. Why haven't I gotten it? So it happens. you know, it happens. it happens. I was like, December. I was like, nah, man. I have a, I have, I have a reputation for getting things on time. Yeah, and I'm proactive. You know how I do. I'm proactive. I get that you, stuff ahead of time. Said, yeah, you said high expectations. You know what I mean? You got to meet yes. them. You got to meet them. Yes. So. The PR, well, PR, Ecuadorian. Well, I think that's just the thing. My grandmother had an arm. Yo, yo, like quarterback, bro. Yo, she was chasing me and my friend. Down the block, and she had she had the broomstick, and she threw it like a javelin. And I'm running. Damn! It went. Get the back of my heel. Down. I was like, oh! <laughs> hit the floor. Wow. <laughs> wow! How did you fall, Sam? Do that again, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This kid is very dramatic. I can picture the child. It was over. You know what? I feel like grandma was like maybe two feet away from you. She threw a stick and hit you. No, and you're making this sound like it was a javelin. She's like the bionic woman over here. Yeah. Oh, that sounds about right. It was over. Oh, no, she was quick with it, man. She was, she was amazing. I love that. I love that. You know what she would give me as an eight-year-old for snack? Oh no! Black coffee, Bustelo, black with seven scoops of sugar, oh. and she would give me olives as a snack <laughs> with black coffee and seven scoops of sugar. That's oh, why I was wired. Give, <laughs> my grandma used to give us liver as snack, bro. Reacted to the platoon picture. He was. He was. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, I'm, trying, I'm trying to see what we have on the show. Who do we have on the show next week? Do we have anybody on the show next week lined up, Sam? Of course you can. Yes, we do. We have um what do we have next week? Yeah. They're humble. Uh, 28th. 28th. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't have anybody on, on uh on my, if if we don't, it's just gonna be us. It's just gonna be us doing this the whole night. No, we have Ari Gross. 
Oh, it's going to be Ari Gross. So Ari Gross will be on next week, and we're going to have a topic, yeah, and we're yeah. going to have some fun. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ari Gross. He's supposed to be. I'm not sure if he's going to come on, but he's supposed to be. He was supposed to be on right, a couple right. weeks ago, but I was traveling last week. But I was traveling, so we had to move him, and now his Kickstarter okay. has ended. But Oh, uh, no. <laughs> hey. Hey, what are you going to do? I got a job now. Um, hey, so, hey, hey. Moving to next week. If he doesn't show, we're still going to be on either way. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he's scheduled to be here to talk about um, Awakening. Okay. The Awakening. Right, cool. Um, cool. I'm actually going to be on with the Nerds of the Round at 9 o'clock. My boys over there, we're going to be talking about The Last of Us. You stop watching that, right, Sam? And uh, no the Ant-Man movie. <laughs> the Ant Man Yeah, we're gonna be talking about all that fun stuff. You guys got just time in your hands. I see. Is it? What is it? You, know, you gotta make time to live life a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, I swear, my brother, brother, I and my cousin. I'm you, style, baby. Yo, I remember. All right, all right, all right. So here, I got, I gotta share this story. My grandmother, my grandmother smoked a lot. Uh, like two packs of Benson Hedges a day, right? Benson and Hedges. It was this big, long brown box with these long cigarettes, right? So I didn't know. I put the pops inside her cigarette, the one that go pop when you light it up. But I didn't know. I didn't know that she was going to put her head over the stove to light it. So she went and went pop and her hair caught on fire. <laughs> this dude, he Michael Jackson, this grandma. Oh, snap. First of all, commercial, 1980-something. I, I, I was 12 years old, but I didn't know she was going to put her head over the stove and light. Who lights their cigarette over the stove? And Abuela, like, bro, in, in hey, 1972. Hey. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> we had to dump her head in the sink. We were like, it was crazy. <laughs> you try to drown her, bro? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you are wrong for that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dude, I, I love your Oh my god, it was Gosh. my mom. My mom came after me. <laughs> I was like, but they couldn't. I was so fast. I oh, was yeah? so fast. My mom would Not just raise grandma. a hand. I'm like, out. Boom. <laughs> like, grandma, bro. I know, grandma oh. was javelin. It was over. <laughs> <laughs> oh man on that note uh, <laughs> tune in next week for more Abuela stories by Abuela. Abuela story. oh. if you like this episode give us a thumbs up if you haven't subscribed please do so already like leave a comment help those algorithms help us because when we grow the indie community grows and that's why we're here we are the heart of the industry we're the indie creators podcast support cast the craze give some love to our guests and let's grow together and create memories with Abuelita Rest in peace, Abuelita. Right? Home alone. I know. With that said, thank you to our sponsor, Raincourse Press. Thank you to Paul ASAP Imagination. Thank you to uh Relis Delgado Super Packer. You know, thank you. We also had uh Grant Lanker. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, everybody who's been watching in silence on Twitch and on Facebook. We appreciate you. With that said, I'm Sam the Crazy Man Vera. George the Dream of Medina. Peace. And we are. Crazy. <laughs> 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 no, I was about my friend Aquis. I met him. Say my name. Say my name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you were thinking? <laughs>